Hello, and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is Andrea Pass. Hello, Andrea. How are you? Jess, fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on here on the Monday morning. So let's get started and tell everybody why you're so amazing. So you've built a solid relationships that have helped you create and implement public relations campaigns for your clients in a wide range of categories, including consumer products, inventors, inventions, fiction and nonfiction authors, lifestyle, business to business, education, health and wellness, fitness, beauty, food, nonprofits, and believe it or not, even more. <laughs> How'd I do? <laughs> I am a busy person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so in your own words, that's probably is your words, but tell me, tell us who you are and what you do. My job is to secure interviews for you on podcast, in digital media, magazines, newspapers, television, and more to increase awareness of you, your company, your brand, your thought leadership, and the purpose to drive sales. So everything I do drives more people, customers, clients to you and your business. And can you elaborate? Because I feel, tell me if this is correct. This is more than just social media and not, I'm not hating on social media, but this is a different kind of level. Is that correct? Exactly. Press coverage and social media do go hand in hand. However, what I do and my lane is to be in touch with the press. And people say to me, I was on a call last week and someone said, oh, but press means newspapers and newspapers are dead. And I said, no, press means anything under that category of media. Yes, newspapers, magazines, blogs, television, radio, podcast, Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, YouTube, all of these things that offer content where a journalist is in touch with you, your business, your product, your book, you are not originating that content. The journalist is originating the content. So that's where there's a huge difference between public relations and social media, because in social media, you originate a good percentage of your contact content in advertising. You, you pay for that. Yeah, so yeah. that's content. We know you're skeptical when you see an ad because you know that was created by that business. But in public relations, it's different because the journalist is asking the questions. The journalist is deciding what to include in that story when all is said and done. And so you might be included, you might not but it's my job to get you there. Okay, so you get us in contact with the actual journalist. Exactly, then- I book the interview. So it's not, okay. as, it's not me saying, okay, this is the right person to contact. I'm the one in contact. I'm the one working out the interview. I'm the one making sure that you are recognized the way you should and that the name of your company is noted or a link is noted and that your title is right, your name is right, the pronunciation of your name. I did an interview a few weeks ago and I started out by saying, just so you know, my name is Andrea. And the person said, not Andrea. I said, no, Andrea. That's how I pronounce my name. Introduces me as Andrea and the whole rest of the interview called me Andrea. So I would respond a number of times. Well, so-and-so, at Andrea Pass Public Relations. Well, here at Andrea Pass, and I said it a few times because it's really important to take the time to pronounce someone's name correctly. And that makes no one, someone feel good that you took the time. So I, I am crossing every T, dotting every I for my clients to have a positive 
interview or press coverage experience. And I love that you even go to that small of a detail. And I say small when it's, it's a really a lot bigger is pronouncing your name correctly. Because I tell people, I have a very basic name, right? This is a very common name. And it still gets messed up. It still gets, they call me different names. Even if I'm doing an interview, I get called Brittany. I get called Jennifer. I get called, and I'm going, I get you're just grabbing another common name, but that's not my name. And so I, I definitely agree with you on it. And even when I do my interviews here, I'm going, if I say it incorrectly, you need to let me know because that's that's your name. That's who you are. And I think that that just represents so much more than, oh, it's fine. It's just a name, you know? So I think that a much of a detail shows who you are. And, and what's interesting is when I have clients on TV and, and in the day that men wore suits, if the tie was not even, I was fixing the tie. If there was a little something on the lapel, I was making sure I was removing that. If I had a client that had a hair sticking up, man or woman, straighten the hair or lipstick on the teeth or, or too much blush or not enough blush or an earring that was stuck, how many times have you seen a stuck earring? And it's like, oh no, if my earring wasn't laying flat, it would look silly. And sometimes, you know, here would be someone on TV with an earring stuck up. That is a good public relations person is covering every aspect of that interview. And those little touches, again, quote unquote little, but if that was your interview right now, so say your interview, like I said, maybe you had too much blush on the red cheek, on the right cheek, maybe your earring was like in an upward you know, position, you know, people just stare at that the entire time then. You, you know, they're distracted by those little things. Like you said, even if it's a tie or, and we all see social media comments now, like there's, they're saying, they're calling those things out. So to have somebody like you in their corner from getting the interview to pronouncing the name right to, Hey, I'm here to make sure you look good and sound good. That's my job. I take that stress away. I think that's really awesome. And that's important because I do media training. I make sure that anyone who's doing an interview, whether it's being recorded or notes are being taken is presenting themselves effectively, learning how to remove the um like you knows. And, and it's hard, Jess, you know, it is hard to avoid um like you know, but no, I don't know. And like, 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 and when I'm watching TV and someone uses like, I wanna pull my hair out. And, but it takes practice. It does take practice. It takes practice to do an interview effectively and getting your message across. And true, we can all have a zillion different messages, but that's not going to resonate with every single listener, reader, absorber of the content. So keep the message tight. Make sure you don't spend all your time talking about a vacation when you should be talking about what's important in your business. Of course, all of these tips for me fall under the public relations category. Yeah. It's it's funny because when you brought up the um like and no or you know, I definitely was a you know person and I catch myself still to today. But when I started my podcast, I was very focused on not saying like, you know, um, and my word became right, right. So I kept saying right. I'm going, oh my goodness, Jess, I'm driving my own self crazy. So it's funny, it's little words, but if that's going to be the word you lean on, 
being super mindful and aware. And like you said, that's your job to kind of point those words out, you know? A hundred percent. Oh, and I said it. Did you hear me like, no. say, you know? Did no, you but say- in that case, you know, it was appropriate because you were asking me, do I know what you're saying? But the biggest thing is people are afraid to pause. They're afraid to have dead air. And you can pause. Don't pause for five seconds, but you can pause to get your thoughts together or repeat the question to get your thoughts together. So all of these are important media training tips to get the message across for anyone who is out there doing interviews. And I like that. Tells me one of my questions, someone that's you know about to be interviewed or things like that, what is one tip? And I think that might be a good one right there is just pausing and getting those thoughts together. What, like you said, whether it's asking questions or just giving yourself that breath, grab a glass of water, you, you know, things like that. I think give yourself that time to process a question or not talk so fast sometimes, you know, that I kind of think that was something I go back and forth with working on is, all right, Jess, you get super excited, but, but people need to hear your message, you know? And so getting that together. That's so important. And practice, 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 practice. I, I've gone to hear people speak and they haven't practiced and they haven't looked at their notes. And then they realize page two is messed up with page seven. And how can you be unprepared? You should be prepared when you're giving a presentation. And that's really important. So speaking on that, because this is, is your area of expertise, index cards, non-index cards, Having papers, can you give a breakdown of that? Certainly when you're doing an interview over Zoom or another video platform, you can have a few papers in front of you as long as you're not touching them and ruffling those pages and you're not spending the entire time looking down. You certainly don't want to have that when you're doing an interview that is going to be recorded for YouTube or other video platforms. But having a few pages is fine. Index cards are fine, but don't write every word out. Write some keywords. Whenever I'm giving a speech, I'll write that speech. I'll put it in 14 or 16 point type. And I've practiced it. So I'm not looking at every single word. And I'm changing it up and I'm being comfortable because you don't want to come across as a mannequin. This is all boom, 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 boom. You know, and, and you have no personality. Because in any presentation, whether it's an interview or a keynote speech, or a talk in front of an organization, you wanna be comfortable, you wanna be human. Because at the end of everything that you and I are doing, we want people to know, like, and trust us. We want people to say, hey, I'm going to hire Jess. Hey, I'm going to hire Andrea. That's what we're all out here doing in, in the world of business. That's it. And I think like you said, highlighting your personality because everybody's looking for that person that they relate to and connect to. And it doesn't have, it could be your story. It could be your mission. It could be your one personality trait that they're going, that is my person. You know, oh my God. I think because we said it, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> All right. We got to do some breathing work over here, but I would love to get into my next question, which is what is one way your business brings you stress? Oh my, my public relations is very stressful because you're on deadlines. If a reporter needs information, you've got to get that information to that reporter by that date and time. I don't claim 
to know every single aspect of every one of my clients' businesses. Therefore, I need my clients to work. If there's a deadline, I'm effectively communicating that deadline. And the stressor is when I, oh, yes, you'll have it by 12. And I touch base again at 10. I touch base, oh, yeah, you'll have it, you'll have it. And at 12, I can't reach them. And now I'm missing my deadline. Now, do I always give myself leeway? I do. Learned my lesson years ago as a baby PR person. But in my life now, that's a big stressor is making sure I get everything on time. And then the other stressor is waiting for that press placement to come out, waiting for the podcast to publish or the article to publish uh, or the review or, or what have you, because I'm excited. I am like a kid in a candy shop. Every time I secure media coverage for my clients and I'm waiting for it to come out to share it with my client and when I want my client to be pleased, I want there to be a return on their investment. I want this to be something they can use over and over again that is evergreen content. And then I'm really happy. So I have the stress. And then when it happens, oh, I'm thrilled. I love this. I think so many people can relate to this. So the first one is with the deadlines. So like you said, you're, we're a baby PR, you're far from a baby PR now. So when it comes to deadlines, whether it's somebody providing information to you or just juggling deadlines in general, do you have any advice when it comes to that? Use your calendar. I am amazed how many people do not use a calendar. I use Outlook. Every single thing is in my Outlook calendar. It, to the point that I hadn't heard from a friend in a while. And I had it on my calendar for yesterday to call that friend at a certain time. And you need to put everything in your calendar. When you have a deadline, you put it in your calendar. When you have something you need to write. Today, I have to write an article for a client. It is in my calendar. I am blocked off for that period of time so that I am not doing other calls. I'm not doing anything else. I am working on the article that I have to write. So it's key to keep an effective calendar and look at your calendar. It amazes me the amount of people that say, oh, I didn't realize we had a meeting today. Huh? It's on your calendar. You scheduled the meeting. And it amazes me when people forget they had a meeting. That's very important and very professional to show up prepared to the meeting. So calendar, calendar, calendar. I love it. I think it's, yeah, I definitely agree with the calendar piece so much because my communication manager, she makes fun of me because everything is in there. They're, they're color coded, but it, it just makes your life so simple. And like you said, even with checking in on people in your life, it's just making notes. And I think sometimes people go, you know, might be, they might look at it as an easy way out or they might, you know, feel it's, you know, quote unquote lazy, or they go, oh, that means that's not important to me. I'm going, no, we're all busy. We're all busy. And you and I, before we hopped on here, we're talking about our weekends and sometimes life happens and I'm not, I might have to listen to my body and say, Hey, we're just going to read books this weekend. And I shouldn't say just, but I'm going to check in and read books this weekend. And so maybe I'm not going to get to other things. So I'm not thinking about what I should be doing. Right. So if you have it written down already, it takes that stress away. So I absolutely love, I'm all about the calendar. We even, I have the one, like you were saying the I have my Google one and then we have our family one on the fridge and we all have a color and you know, it just, it just makes something, it just makes it simple. But you also mentioned the excitement 
as a stressor, but, and it, but it's a positive stress is basically what you're trying to say. Right. And, exactly. I, and I love that because I haven't had someone answer it in that way of having that positive stress, but it's a real thing. And it's that, oh my goodness, this is going to happen, but you still get the same rush and adrenaline as if you were stressed. So that's so cool that you recognize that as, okay, yeah, it's stressing, but it's not. It's an excited stress. It's a positive stress. It gets that adrenaline going. It gets you excited for the deadlines because you know what's going to happen. So it's it's so cool that you brought that up. So I, I think that's really important, especially as a business owner. We might mix the signals of, it's another stressor, but it's a, a positive stressor. So thanks for bringing that up. And you know, when the outcome comes out of all of your stress and all of your work and all of your deadlines, and when it happens, whatever it is for you and your business, for me, it's when the press coverage appears. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, and, and, and to have that, and you're working on an event and the event went off well, or you're helping a client with a speaking engagement and it happened or a trade show, and you're securing press coverage at that booth, and the client was thrilled that they were so busy with interviews. And to me, if my client is happy, then I know Andrea Pass Public Relations has done the job. Yes. Well, again, just like, what a great feeling. So now you mentioned building relationships, getting people to know you. And that's one of the reasons why I love my lightning round so much, because you and I could talk about business for hours, right? That's so, so easy. But getting to know you at a different personal level, I think is also really fun. And that's why I love my lightning round. So with your permission, are you ready? I am ready. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Okay. What is your most used emoji? Oh, the happy face with the hearts as the eyes. Yes. What was your first job? Well, if you count babysitting, when I was a little kid, uh, back in, oh gosh, I'm going to date myself, you would get a quarter an hour. I think they get 15 or $20 an hour these days, but I, I was a babysitter before I became a camp counselor. Love it. So speaking of PR, and we kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, we, we all have a word that we use. What is your favorite word that you use? Oh my goodness. It's very interesting. My favorite term has been grow brand awareness. And recently people said, but Andrea, that encompasses too much. And I said, yeah, I guess it does. So I'll still have to say grow brand awareness. Keep it, girl. Keep it. What is your, so again, we're talking about a relaxing weekend. What is your go-to, and I'm air quoting, lazy dinner? Oh, lazy dinner is always out with my husband and friends or family. It's usually an Italian restaurant. We'll bring a bottle of wine, usually from one of our favorite wineries. We love Cape May, New Jersey. And when we go every year, we stock up on a lot of wine for during the year and, and hanging out with our friends, our family and, and enjoying. Last one, finish the phrase. The way to my heart is. The way to my heart is showing you care. If someone takes that extra step and it's a step I take. And someone brought that up to me last week. 
as simple as calling a friend to see how you're doing when you know they're going through a rough time. Knowing that a client went on a vacation. How was your vacation? Or knowing a client couldn't talk to you because they had a deadline. You okay? Do you need me to do anything for you? Or running an errand and picking up something for a friend. It, to me, showing you care means more than dollars and cents. I agree. Andrea, thank you so much. Before I let you go, what is the one thing you want the listeners to take away from today's episode? If I had to pick one thing, remember, and you brought this up, stress can be good. Stress, stress can turn out as a positive. And when you're in a field like mine in public relations, sometimes it could become extremely stressful. But the end product is the, is the icing on the cake. And for the listener that's taken all the notes and wants to connect with you, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Well, please go to andreapasspr.com, make an appointment in my appointments calendar, but please make reference to the fact that you heard me speak with Jess so I know how we met each other. I appreciate you so much. You have a great day. Thank you so much.